You're listening to a Church Doctor production. You're listening to the Big Church, Small Church podcast with John Hunter. Conversations and tips for churches to engage in outreach communities to reach new people for God in your neighborhood. Welcome back to the Big Church, Small Church podcast. My name is John, and today we are going to talk about a huge topic that is of the utmost importance called our cultural intelligence. If you want to reach anybody for Jesus uh, that is not like you, so that could be a different generation. These could be young adults. These could be uh, older adults. They could be people of different ethnicities. Basically, anybody who isn't exactly like you, you need to learn about cultural intelligence. And so I want to introduce you to the topic today. And uh, I'm going to give you some really uh, helpful resources. There's uh, one book in particular called Cultural Intelligence that I'm going to talk about. It's the name of the whole thing. Um, the whole podcast, what I'm talking about, because it is so, so important. And so uh, it's actually a book by David Livermore. And this is one of the best books I actually read during seminary. And so I'm going to talk about some ideas that from his book, I'm going to talk about some other cultural intelligence uh, from a couple other books. Um, but yeah, part of the big church, small church podcast, we do this for, for free um, as a free resource for churches, for church leaders. And um, it would just really help us if uh, you would like it and share it wherever you consume this content, wherever you um, listen to it. We want you to just share it on your social media. If it's helped you in any way, if you, th- if you think it's of any value, uh, please just share this and like it, and that would do us a huge favor. We just want to be a blessing to others. We want to see a kingdom impact, and we want to see Jesus' name lifted high. So, yeah, it's not about us. It's about the kingdom. It's about Jesus. So let's get into today's topic. Today we're going to talk about, again, cultural intelligence. And so cultural intelligence, CQ for short, um, is similar to an IQ. So IQ has to do with your knowledge. Um, and then EQ would be like your emotional intelligence. So, But CQ has to do with how do you pick up on and how do you understand and how do you interact with people who are different from you. I think a lot of the time uh, we just try to plug and play a program. We see whatever's working in another church and we try to insert that into our context. And uh, we want a quick fix for discipleship. We want a quick fix for mission. And we just see whatever's working somewhere else. And we're just like, boom. And we try something and we wonder why it doesn't work. Well, um, you're not being a missionary. And I think um, having cultural intelligence is about listening. It's about understanding your neighbors, um, the different people groups that are around you. Um, it's about uh, listening to God's voice. So and it's being led by the spirit it's about being creative and contextualizing your mission uh, i can remember i went to, when i went to england i lived there for six years and i think it took me at least um most of that time and i have, i'm married to a british wife and i'm still learning about i'm still learning about british culture there's still things that my wife when she says things that i'm like what word are you saying um that's just a little insights from my life but I'm still learning a lot about British culture. I lived there for six years. I'm married to a Brit. I have British family. Um, and so I've spent a long time talking with these, like, with these people, and I'm still picking up 
new things. Um, I developed a love for tea. Uh, I learned what real football was, and I learned that British people always love talking about the weather. Um, so I spent six years there. Then my wife and I, uh, we went from missionaries in the UK to Malaysia, and I learned that Malaysian people just love food. Uh, whatever kind of food they have, um, they just love talking about it. And during the meal, they talk about their next meal. And so that's always something that you can connect with with Malaysian people. So I only lived there for a couple of years. And then when I came back to America, I realized that I had been out of the country for a significant amount of time. And um, <laughs> even after a couple of years here, I am still relearning the culture of America. I'm still relearning that um, the things that I've learned, some of the things I learned in England don't work here in America. Some of the things I learned in Malaysia do not work here in America. And um, some things I have learned, um, but the, the best thing I think I have learned is that you need to really contextualize your mission, your ministry, and your approach. Um, everything is just so different. And what I want to teach you today is how to be a backyard missionary for Christ. So whatever town, city, state zip code or postcode for you Brits, um, you have people around you and your neighbors that can be reached for Christ. Um, you, in your neighborhood, guarantee it, wherever you are in the world, um, you're going to have different uh, races, religions, people groups, because the world is just so flat and small now, right? Because of um, the internet, because of um, planes and immigration, the world is on our doorsteps, and I think it's vital importance for not only just to reach people, but for our civility. We don't understand each other, uh, especially in America. I mean, we just have so many different people groups, and we just need to take time to listen and to really gain perspective, um, to understand what are the cultural norms of somebody else. And again, the, the book that I really want to highlight for today's show and something that you should go out and buy right now um, is called Cultural Intelligence by David Livermore. And another really helpful book that kind of accompanies this book um, that I actually I did a course on um, cultural uh, context of ministry. And that is the book that we read alongside this one was uh, Bridging the Diversity Gap by Alvin Sanders. And then the last book that I read in a different class was called Disunity in Christ um, by Christina Cleveland. And I'll put all of these in the show notes. If you guys just go to thesendmovement.com and you go to our podcast link, I will put those up there for you. So um, you don't have to like rewind this and a million times and try to write down the book. So I'll make sure that I get those to you. Uh, but those are really three helpful books that um, help me gain insights for kind of cultural intelligence. So I think the first thing is you have to understand yourself as a missionary for Christ. So missionary doesn't mean that you're going abroad. That missionary means that actually sometimes missionary means that you're going to stay home and uh, you're going to reach the people in your backyard. So I want you to say right now to yourself, I know this is super cheesy, but I want you to go for it. Say, I am... A missionary. I am a missionary. I can't hear you out there. You gotta say it a little bit louder. Okay, gotcha. Great. So, 
even though you're not going to uproot your family to the Amazon, the Congo, or the Far East, you have to learn to be a foreign missionary in your own local context. I know it sounds crazy, but that's the way the world is today. Foreign missionaries have learned over centuries that you just can't bring the gospel into another country without contextualizing the message and methods of God's word. You can't just do things how it was back home. And it's the same thing if you want to reach new people in your church. The way that your church is right now, I don't know what your church is like and how you guys worship, but there are different people groups who you will not be able to reach the way that you have mission and um, worship right now. And they just, they won't understand what you're trying to do. And you really have to reach across. You have to go across, cross-culturally into your neighborhood to reach these people to Jesus. You'll have to do kind of the same um, uh, work of, of uh, researching and listening and trying to really find out, like, what are these people really all about? What makes them tick? What are their cultural artifacts? Interesting statistics that I was researching a little bit about people groups in America, and I found uh, different sources saying different things. So people group could be, oh gosh, you know, these, these could go by different generations. These could go by um, um, races, um, religions. And so um, everyone is so, so different though. And that's the hard part is that America is so individualistic and um, you can't really group people up very, very well together. So um, however you define people groups, um, there are a lot of different ways out there that, that people do this. But in the low numbers, America has around 200-ish people groups. And the some of the larger groups that I found out there are larger numbers that I found is 500. Um, I was reading a kind of an old, kind of middle-ish, uh, it's kind of an old uh, article. I mean, it's 2017, so I know a lot of things have changed since then. But an article from N NPR reporting on um, just the diversity in America and giving, explaining some of the facts from the census that happened in 2017 is that um, so white, white people in America are actually declining, and there is a huge rise of Asian and mixed-race people and these two are growing faster than any other population group in the United States. So what this means is that diversity is not going to go away. So we have to learn to understand other people. We have to learn to work with other people. We have to learn to reach other people. And that's only going to come through cultural intelligence. So please learn about cultural intelligence by all the resources that you can because we need to know how to love our neighbor for Jesus. Okay, these are some of the things that I wanna highlight. They're not, they're not a lot, but um, I don't wanna to get too much into it because there's just so much to say about this. So the first thing I think you need to know about cultural intelligence is that you have to have a desire. If you really, really wanna reach people, a people group in your neighborhood, then you're gonna to have to have a deep empathy for these people. You're going to have to really love them. And it's going to take a, a lot of perseverance because you're probably going to fail several times in trying to reach these people. And I think 
one of the important things about empathy is that you have to gain their perspective, okay? You have to try to put yourself in their shoes. And um, you have to understand life from their point of views. What is their cultural values? What are their cultural artifacts? You know, how do they celebrate? Well, how do they do weddings? How do they do parties? You know, how do they even do birthdays? All of these things are, are really important. What language do they speak? How is their language? And I know it's a lot. It's a lot to do in this episode. And there's just so much to unpack. But we have to be able to see things from another's point of view. And, and we really struggle with this in the United States. And I think one of the things about trying to gain perspective and have empathy is that you will never fully know what it's like to be in another person's shoes. I think that's something that we have to get to grips with, something that we understand, have to try to understand. We, we can gain a little bit of insight and perspective into people, especially by carefully listening to people and just accepting and hearing their story and hearing multiple stories from these people groups, different people groups. But you will never understand some people's perspectives fully. You will never understand. And, and I think you just have to listen and you have to seek to understand them. Um, but you will never know what it's fully like to be in somebody's shoes. Uh, I was an immigrant in, um, again, in Malaysia, and I can remember getting on the train. And I know what it's like to be the only white dude um, on the train. And uh, I also know what it's like to stand out like a sore thumb. And it was really, um, it was a little uncomfortable. I wouldn't say it was really uncomfortable. But I can remember being like the tallest dude on the train and, and everybody kind of like staring at me. And, I, you know, I'm only six foot two. Uh, you know, I'm a Midwest guy, so I'm, I'm pretty broad. Um, you know, I'm fairly corn fed. So, you know, I've got a good build. Um, played American football. And, uh, yeah, I stuck out. And I could see, I could feel all of the eyes upon me. And yet, I know what it's like to stand out there, but still, I have no idea what it's like to be an immigrant to the United States. I have no idea what it's fully like to uh, be a refugee, an asylum seeker. I have no idea. I will never know what it's like to flee my own country uh, for my life and... Um, leave my family, my country, everything behind to try to find new roots uh, and, and establish new roots like that. It just, I will never know that, th that. And I can talk to so many different people from different ethnicities and hear from refugees themselves and listen and accept their story and love them and try to gain perspective. But it's, there has to be kind of some, something in me saying, I will never fully know or be able to experience and I have to be okay with that but that doesn't also mean that I can't have empathy for them and a deep love for refugees and asylum seekers um, Jesus loved this world so much that he came and that he rescued us he became the immigrant here he stepped across the cultural boundaries and I think that's another thing that's just so important about cultural intelligence is that it's often um, the, the privilege, the, the, the people who have the power, who have to cross, have to make that step over to cross-culturally reach people. That often it's not the lower who have to, to are expected to reach 
or to, to cross that boundary. We have to go to other people, okay? We have to take that first step towards other people. We can't just start mission and expect people to come to us. Jesus came because he had a deep compassion for his people. He would look at the crowds and he would have this gut-wrenching, heartbreaking feeling for the crowds as he went about and he did his ministry. And we have to have that same empathy. It starts with desire. Um, and we have to be sensitive as we go about it. Another thing that I think is really helpful is um, you have to understand yourself. Um, before you can uh, gain cultural intelligence about somebody else, you have to know what your own culture is like. You have to know what your own cultural preferences are. You have to um, understand what your worship preferences are, your food, your clothing, all those. And then you need to sacrifice your own preferences um, to reach other people. You have to, and I'm not saying you have to give them up completely, but at some point you're going to have to cross over, right? Again, you have to cross over. You have to give up what you value for other people because that's the kind of sacrificial love that, that Jesus showed to us. You have to become uncomfortable. If you're uncomfortable, that's a good sign that you're starting to give those things up. So um, I really, you can, you can find these on the internet or you can find this in David Livermore's book. He's actually got a test about how American you are. Um, I still came out very, very American, even though I had been away from the United States for eight plus years. Um, and I was very, very shocked that, that for my cultural norms that, you know, I still uh, learned a lot about myself and you can learn a lot about yourself too um, by taking one of these tests. Again, get the book. It's fantastic. Um, another thing is, is to listen really, really well and take time to listen. Listen to God through prayer and listen to other people in your neighborhood. Go prayer walking. Hang out where people, hang out in places where people gather and meet. Go to where they are. Um, you know, I, I really encourage you uh, to look for the needs in that community. Um, don't assume that you already know the needs of a different people group in, in, your, um, in your context because you probably don't. Um, another really helpful thing is take police officers, teachers, other um, people who work in the, in the context of your city and take them out for lunch and ask them what it's like to, to reach these people groups, what it's like to work with these people groups. Um, do a lot of primary research and start building relationships. Just build friendships. You know, go to the park, you know, play basketball or soccer or whatever, wherever the different people groups, whatever they do, go and join in with their activities. And you'll start to, to listen and pick up on some kind of cultural intelligence as you go about it, listen first. And I think that's a big thing. Don't go in with your own agenda. I think it'll fail every single time. Make sure that you listen first and listen well. Listen to others and listen to God. Another thing is to understand cultural artifacts and cultural values. Okay, so cultural artifacts are things that are seen. And cultural values are things that are unseen about a people group. Okay, so one way uh, David Livermore actually uses a iceberg, kind of talking about this in his or in his book. And cultural artifacts is everything that is seen above the surface. So if you can imagine an iceberg, 
iceberg has a little bit of ice above, but then the iceberg is huge underneath. And so cultural artifacts are things like clothing and food and language and music. These are all things that you will pick up on right away. And But underneath the surface of a culture, there are things like feelings and um, direct and indirect communication and um, little hidden cultural understandings of what is appropriate and what is inappropriate. And a lot of the time, you will probably get these things wrong right away. And don't think that you understand a culture or a people group right away, that actually you have to spend a long time with people to, to fully understand them. Um, you will need to learn how to be culturally sensitive and mindful. I kind of think as a missionary, you gain, like when you go to another country and you live there, you, not that you've done like a, you know, a week mission trip, um, that you kind of gain a, a sensitivity after a while that when you're around different people, like you don't want to offend them and you try to, you do a little bit of like what, you try to be a little bit like them. So that's kind of like um, uh, learning to kind of um, like flex towards their culture, if that makes sense. And by doing this, you're, you're becoming mindful of other people. I learned to drink tea when I was in England. Um, every home I went into offered me tea. I did not like tea um, at all at first. And I learned to drink tea because it was offered. Um, and I still drink tea now because my wife loves tea and I have learned to love tea. I much prefer coffee. Um, I think tea is a little weak. Um, but I've learned to like it. I think it's a good thing to like warm up, you know, after the rain or the snow and coming inside and, and making a cup of tea and having a biscuit, which is a cookie. Um, but kind of like a cookie, not quite the same, but it's, it's similar. And, but you learn to be sensitive and mindful of others as you, um, gain this cultural intelligence. And so, um, it's learning just to, to gain knowledge and understanding of people's behavior to reach these people. And as you're gaining cultural intelligence and as you're interacting with other cultures, you're going to have to learn to flex and not flex with certain, with certain values. Okay. So, um, as Christians we're we can't, um, we can't just reject everything of us, of another culture, uh, anything that's not in the Bible. We, we can't just reject or otherwise we'll be completely out of the world. We might as well be Amish, right? But in another way, um, we can't just become like the culture either, right? There are going to be some things as Christian that we are not going to be able to participate in. So you're going to have to understand like what, what you're going to be able to flex and what you're going to be not to be flexible on, okay? So that'll kind of come as you practice being a missionary. You're going to have to be led by the Spirit. You're going to have to go back to God. You're going to have to pray about things. You're going to have to grapple, grapple with things and saying, Oh God, I don't know which one, which cultural things to, to flex and which not to flex. What am I comfortable with? Wh what is the boundary where I'm not going to flex any farther? And so you'll develop these things as you participate in mission. So mission is extremely messy and don't get discouraged if you, um, you know, you flex too hard or you, you flex too much. You know, it, it's, it's a learning process. And I really believe that that the Holy Spirit will will really help you balance these things out. I think another thing is to go, love, and serve. Often, I guess, we want people to come into our building, um, to worship like us, to be like us, 
um, and that just isn't going to happen, that we have to go towards people. If you're going to reach people, it's always the powerful, privileged people in the world are going to have to be the ones that step across those boundaries, all right? And they're going to have to be able to take the first step because um, it's, it's much less likely to happen the other way around. And um, it's, it's like Jesus, right? God is all-powerful. He is almighty, and yet he took on flesh and blood. He became like us. And we're going to have to do the same if we're going to want to want to reach people groups in our culture. When you after you gain a lot of cultural intelligence and you make a plan, you understand the um, ministry needs in your community. Um, you're going to come up with a plan with your team. And I want to encourage you, don't set your mission or your ministry in stone. OK, pilot the mission. What that means is after a month or two, what I want you to do is I want you to stop doing the mission and I want you to review, 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 process with your team, pray, seek God, what worked, what didn't work. I think often in cross-cultural mission, we think that it's going to like, we're going to figure it out right away or we just give up on something. Oh, it didn't work. So then we move on. Well, doing mission is like an experiment, all right? Sometimes you just... You gotta, you gotta experiment a little bit. Like, all right, that didn't quite work. Um, let's try a different time. Let's try a different way. Let's try using food, or let's try. There's, just, it's an experiment. It's like that you're, it's like you're cooking, right? You gotta get just, you know, the ingredients. Like, what, what, what's gonna bring all the flavors together in your, um, in your mission? It's, it's like art. It's not like. Um, if, you know, it's not an exact process, and it might not always work exactly the same each time, so don't be discouraged. Review, review, review. Process as your team, and don't set it in stone. I think you've got to have open hands uh, with cultural intelligence and, and mission and doing cross-cultural mission in your um, neighborhood. But if you want to reach different people groups, um, you're going to have to learn to be adaptable and really to and change your mission on the fly. And that doesn't mean that you're not going to pilot something and be serious about something for, you know, a good amount of time and try something. It just means that you're going to be flexible in that, right? That you're going to be adaptable. You have to be able to adapt your methods and your message to be able to reach people for God. Well, that is all the time that we have today. This is a sh very, very short, brief introduction to cultural intelligence. If you have any question from today's episode, please email me at johnhunter at churchdoctor.org. That is J-O-N-H-U-N-T-E-R at churchdoctor.org. I am John Hunter, not Jahan Hunter, so do not put an H in my name. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening. You guys are awesome. I'd love to hear from you. Um, God bless. I hope that you reach people in your neighborhood. Make sure that you pick up the Cultural Intelligence book by David Livermore. You will not be uh, disappointed. It is the most valuable book I think I listened to or I read in my seminary class. Um, and I hope that you really dig deep in this book and understand how to reach people in your neighborhood. All right. God bless. And I can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for listening to the Big Church, Small Church Podcast, a Church Doctor Ministries production. To download the show notes, go to thesendmovement.com. 
For questions, coaching, or other network opportunities, contact John Hunter at J-O-N-H-U-N-T-E-R at churchdoctor.org. If you've liked this episode, please give a review, subscribe, and share it on your social media platforms.